1: talking about the possibility that they're slow rolling the vote. We checked in with those election officials about the process, why it's taking so long. Here's what they told us.
0: This is fast for Maricopa County. It usually takes us anywhere between 10 and 12 days to complete the count. And we think we're going to be done by the end of this week. We follow the laws as they're written.
2: Maricopa County has some of the best vote counting processes. Because of past problems.
0: Yeah, Andrea, they have a whole lot of practice, and we have a whole lot of practice watching the Arizona returns. We saw this. I mean, David, uh, of all the sort of Trumpian or Trump acolytes, she was sort of the apex predator of all of them. What do you, I mean, her loss, what is the impact of that? What does it say about Trumpism? She is the most flamboyant example of the election
1: deniers, of the Trump acolytes. They've been beaten all over the country, and uh, tonight this is, this is the exclamation point on it. They had to get their exclamation point in there. They're certainly not going to let Carrie Lake get through to victory. She's a, an avid Trump supporter. She knows that the election last time was stolen. And as she tweeted out last night, after the networks called it for Katie Hobbs, Carrie Lake said, nope, Arizonans don't believe it. And then there's this movement to have another election because of how many people were disenfranchised. And the, the networks, they won't even cover it. It's a non-story. If they're going to talk to anybody about the election, it's going to be the election officials in Maricopa County. And as you heard there, they said, hey, it's perfect. It's per- Actually, it's fast. Well, we're, we're doing it on an expedited uh, time frame here. And we've got, we have a lot of good practice. Because it's taken so long in the past, I guess. So here comes the media, as you would expect. Uh, Sam and I were just saying today, of all the headlines, think of the headlines that you would see. If the media were honest, think of the headlines that you would be seeing today. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We certainly appreciate you joining our growing audience. You can get to the live video stream of this show. Through our website, that's thetrumpet.com. Just go to thetrumpet.com forward slash live and it'll take you right to the live stream page. Of course, our website also makes all of the literature that we offer on this program available to you immediately. You can download it. If you'd like a hard copy, though, of any of the uh, pieces of literature that we uh, draw attention to on this show, you can call our operators, 1-866-930-3024. So on October 25th, the Associated Press, you may have seen this. I think it was Fox 10 there in Phoenix. They had this graphic basically declaring that Katie Hobbs had won. And if you notice, this is, this is a full two weeks before the election. I guess they're just getting some practice in, you know, running the results a- ahead of time. But what's amazing, what's remarkable about the figures here is they gave Katie Hobbs, what was it, on October 25th? million votes. And she won there, as you can see. She won by 6%. And then, last night, after it was announced, she ends with, at or around, 1.265 million votes. Uh, I think it's about 13,000 more. They were just practicing. They had a practice trial run two weeks before the election and remarkably, it was almost spot on. Oh, I but mean, they—I guess Carrie Lake outperformed, because it was uh, really close. It couldn't be too close. I mean, if it's 0.5 percent, then you've got to have a recount. So they—the the fix was in from the very beginning. They—they they 30, 30 percent of the voting machines malfunctioning on the day of the election. Well, it's not even an election day anymore, is it? 30% malfunctioning. And then now, all of the, the video evidence coming forward, people that were there that witnessed it, we played some of it for you uh, last week on election day. As the problems were reported on, the problems were reported on immediately from Joe Citizen as they were saying, yeah, this is what I, I went to the polling station, this is what I encountered And yet, your friends in the media could care less. They don't, they're not gonna go and interview anyone that turned away because they waited for three or four hours. All they're gonna do is point you to a smiling election official that says, Hey, we worked fast. We worked really fast. Is that the best they can do? Evidently so. Evidently so. And then all of the anomalies. To go along with it. Kimberly Yee, Trump supporter. She's running for Arizona State Treasurer. Everyone's favorite, right? She pulls in a whopping 1.3 million votes. She's a Republican. She got more votes than Katie Hobbs. She got more votes than Carrie Lake. More votes than Blake Masters or the guy running against Anybody. Kimberly Ye, That's right. You would think that the propagandists in the media would say, why, why in one place did the Republicans perform so well, and then over here, Carrie Lake, she gets walloped. Not interested. Don't care about voter suppression. You know, the the, 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 the storyline that the Democrats would not stop talking about leading up to the election. Yeah, they're suppressing the vote. Well, now Carrie Lake is saying a lot of my voters... They were suppressed. They showed up at polling stations, and then amid the confusion, some of them went to other polling stations, but they had already checked in at the previous one. So as far as the machines were concerned, they had already voted. What a mess. And so there's a petition. People calling for another election on December the 6th. But your friends in the media, they're not going to cover anything like that. She said last night, we'll play a clip here in just a second, she said that they would fight back. Who knows what her options are? Katie Hobbs was running the election. Katie Hobbs evidently has the, the power, the authority, to certify her own victory. Even when you've got all these reports of shenanigans, Penske trucks, people that went to more Republican-leaning areas, by the way, those polling, those polling machines that, that malfunctioned, Listen to Carrie Lake last night on Fox News, clip five.
2: There's a 100, I mean, look at my notes, 158,000 ballots that have not been counted yet. And 94,000 of those are in Maricopa County where they took our sacred vote. and And they just made a mockery of it. It's outrageous, Jesse, what happened. I had a man come up to me at breakfast yesterday and said, I showed up to vote, there was a three-hour line, they said the tabulator machines were not working. I drove across the way and went to another 15-minute drive to another center and the printing, uh, printers weren't working, they had no toner in them, <laughs> I drove another 20 minutes and finally voted. It was a half a day odyssey to cast my vote and we're getting thousands of people reaching out saying the exact same thing. We don't know how many people just finally gave up because it was so hard to vote. And when they did get to the front of the line only to find out the tabulator wasn't going to count their vote, it was gonna be brought downtown put it in a bin, and we'll bring it downtown, and we'll count it later. It's an embarrassment, and I'm going to fight for the people of Arizona that everybody's vote is counted. This is sacred. This is outrageous what they did here in Maricopa County, and the people that were supporting me, they knew were showing up on election day, and I don't know if there's any malicious intent to the mockery they made of the people who showed up to cast their vote, or if this is just complete ineptitude, but either way, it's got to stop. Arizona will no longer be the laughing stock of elections around the world. How Third would... world countries run elections better?
1: She made those remarks just before the media, yet again anointed another basement candidate. Katie Hobbs ran from her all through, all through the lead up to the election. She would not debate her. She would not talk to Carrie Lake. She wouldn't even really acknowledge her. And then you listen to her talk. It's, it's Fetterman-like. This was the leading candidate far and away. Everyone knew it. Double-digit lead all the way through. And yet they got away with it two years ago. And so now, this time, now even more audacious, more brazen, just right out in the open. I mean, the Penske trucks driving through the, the light of day even. They pull it off again. And no one can question it. No, I'm just sitting watching some of the coverage last night on Fox after it was announced and they're talking about, well, did we maybe abortion rights were were maybe that was more of a significant issue. And uh, maybe Trump didn't really appoint some really good. And they, they ignore the elephant in the room. They won't even talk about the rigged election. The fix was in from the beginning. Listen again to Carrie Lake from last night. Again, this was before it was announced. I think it was announced just a little bit after this interview that uh, Katie Hobbs had had miraculously come from behind. This is clip six.
0: If she comes out ahead at the end of this thing, how would you legally go about challenging this? Well, I can't imagine
2: our our version of Joe Biden, Katie Hobbs, would win because she didn't even campaign. She hid in her basement. She's a twice convicted racist. I don't believe that people of Arizona would vote for her and that she would win. But if that's what happens at the end of the day, how do you certify an election that is this botched? And she's the one that would certify her own election where it was botched, where the machines didn't work in more than a third of the polling centers. I don't know how we remedy this. But the people of Arizona are furious. They're reaching out to us by the thousands saying, I don't think my vote even was counted. I didn't even get a chance to vote. There were so many hoops to jump through. I had to go because my daughter had a, a, a track meet or my work wasn't gonna give me four hours off, to six hours off to vote. It's outrageous what happened. We had lines that were three and four hours long in retirement areas where people were old. And all of this happened in Republican areas. My area where I was going to vote, the printer didn't work. There wasn't enough toner in the printer. So I went to a liberal part of town and got right in and out in about 15 minutes. It's funny how that works in Arizona.
1: It's just a shame, as I said, that the media, they're so corrupt in the media that you just won't get to the the truth. You know, this morning we had a forum here on campus where uh, Joel Hilliker was just talking about the blessing of education in Ephraim and Manasseh, how it helped to spread the empire, the British Empire, to become the greatest empire in history, and then the world's lone superpower and just what a blessing it is for, for those of us in God's family as well. Just the simple things that we can read and write and communicate and study God's Word, that we have the printed Word. There, there were centuries past when they didn't have a Bible. They couldn't study and read for themselves. They just had to take what the priesthood said. And, and, and a lot of times it was false. Now we have access to the truth. And yet, look at this world, just covered in lies and deceit. Just saturated with lies and deceit. It, it shows the power of the devil. People, it's like I said on yesterday's show, they know... They know what they said about the Iowa caucus just two years ago. And then they come out with the new storyline and they expect for you to just nod along and, and agree. We worked fast. Just believe. Just believe it. Will worship. Just submit to our will. If it was a, a fair and honest media You'd have headlines like, Rhino Doug Ducey fails to clean up Arizona elections. He's the outgoing Rhino Republican. It was a mess two, two years ago. People don't trust the system. And where has he been? He's the, gov- he's the sitting governor of, of Arizona at the moment. He, he's on the way out, but he's still there. He's still running the state. Nap. Quiet as a mouse. But what about the Kimberly uh, Yee story? Here's a a headline. In an honest environment, Republican wonder kid Kimberly Yee wins big despite Republican losses across the ballot. How could this be? What's going on? Maricopa County officials funded PAC to campaign against Kerry Lake. You have all these self-righteous, sanctimonious officials. Well, Bill Gates would say, I'm a Republican. He's a rhino Republican. And he, along with his cohorts, they worked against Kerry Lake. They worked against anyone that would dare question elections. Because, well, they're running the election. They can't be wrong. They work fast. This is American greatness. It says here, Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer started a pro-democracy political action committee, that's a PAC, in 2021, to stop GOP candidates believe the 2020 election was stolen it has been revealed so these are good rhino republicans just like Ducey at the top and they do not want any candidate that's why they were sabotaged not just in arizona across the country and this is coming out more that's why mitch mcconnell's on the hot seat they went they gang tackled donald trump they hoped it would destroy trump trump picked the wrong candidates he supported the wrong candidates And now we're finding out that Mitch McConnell sabotaged some of those candidates that Donald Trump endorsed. And you've got Josh Hawley saying that we need new leadership. We need a new leader in the Senate. Mitch McConnell's approval rating is 7%. That's seven. That's single digits. Seven people despise him. And he is a ruthless leader. In the Senate chamber. He is ruthless. He sends all those millions to Lisa Murkowski because she will support him. No questions asked. And both of them together were supporting an actual Democrat in one of the House races. I mean, that actually could have tilted it in the direction of Democrats if it were a little bit closer. I guess the Republicans are about to get control of the House officially. Should have been last week. But here they are. It's all politics and it's not even one party against the other. It's just a political machine. And you hold on to power. If you're not if you're not a player, if you're a Trump supporter, well then you ought to be dis- destroyed. This is uh the American Spectator. It says M- Missouri Republican Senator Josh Hawley typically got it exactly right. The senator succinctly tweeted, the old party is dead. Time to bury it. Build something new. It says here, today, former president Donald Trump is expected to announce the beginning of what Newsmax's Dick Morris calls the return, Trump's big 2024 comeback. It says, but, but just as significantly, in addition to a presidential announcement, Trump has taken direct aim at the GOP senator Uh, or or Senate leader Kentucky's Mitch McConnell. Unbelievably, McConnell spent the 2022 midterms sabotaging Republican Senate candidates, taking aim at Arizona's Blake Masters, New Hampshire's Don Bolduck, and Alaska's Kelly Chewbacca. Masters and Bolduck were defeated by their well-funded Democrat opponents, while Chewbacca still holds a lead over Alaska's anti-Republican Republican, Lisa Murkowski. See, she's a Republican in name only, Murkowski. And so that's why McConnell sent millions her way. Millions. And she was, she's basically in a race with another Republican. It's just that the other Republican favors Donald Trump, or she's more supportive of Donald Trump. And so he sends, how revealing to send millions to prop up Murkowski and to withdraw millions from the races that would have supported Masters and Baldock. I told you about the O'Day candidate in Colorado. Mitch McConnell was really excited about that one, too. He got crushed, by the way. But yeah, another rhino Republican. We've got to get more rhinos in there. This is what the nation wants, says the man who has an approval rating of 7%. Did you see did you see Mitch McConnell headline any of the uh, the primaries or rather any of the the campaign stops for any Republican, rhino or otherwise? Did you see McConnell show up and say, hey, I give my hearty endorsement. That's like the kiss of death. I mean, they kept Joe Biden away from the Democrat campaigns and they keep people like McConnell away from Republican campaigns because they're so unpopular. As I said before, it just boils down to Antiochus and Jeroboam. And as was brought, one of our news gatherers this morning said that if 2020 revealed, revealed the communists among the Democrat Party and what they're willing to do to hold on to power, look at what this midterm election has revealed about the Republican Party. There's a lot of radical leftists in the Republican Party, too, as it turns out. They don't just hate Trump. They are radical leftists. Liz Cheney, for her part, came right out and said the quiet part out loud. She says, I'm supporting this Democrat here, this Democrat. She supported Katie Hobbs. Liz Cheney, the daughter of the former vice president, that your friends in the media just a few years ago compared to Adolf Hitler. He, He was the puppet master running George W. Bush. And they were just gunslinging away in the Middle East. It was all for oil. Yeah, Halliburton. Remember that? But now, you see, he's a poster child for the movement, the Uniparty movement. the, The movement that's out there, it's George W. Bush, it's Barack Obama, it's the Cheney family. And they've got a lot to say about, of all subjects, misinformation. Listen to this from Liz Cheney earlier this week, clip seven.
2: I think about the extent to which um, it was a victory for Team Normal. Um, I think you saw many candidates um, who uh, were reflecting sort of the election denialism of President Trump uh, rejected. People talk about Donald Trump uh, these days as the biggest loser. And um, I think that's true. I also think, though, that as a party, we need to be clear that we would not be We should not be embracing him, even if he were a winner, um, because what he's what he's doing and what he advocates is so dangerous.
1: There she is preaching. We shouldn't embrace him, even if he's popular, even if he's a winner at the ballot box, says the woman who's almost as unpopular as Mitch McConnell. Let's be honest. She got voted out overwhelmingly in Wyoming. And now the Uniparty, well, they're talking about, hey, maybe we can make her the uh, Speaker of the House. She doesn't actually have to be in the House. So there she is saying this was a victory last week. The fact that there wasn't a red wave. The fact that we can destroy Trump. This is from David Solway at PJ Media. He says here, It it is truly startling to review the extent to which conservative thinkers, writers, and commentators have joined in the vituperative Democrat and media campaign against their former president and benefactor. He helped so many races, Donald Trump. Like I said, with Glenn Youngkin, happy to have Trump come on board and campaign for him. Ron DeSantis, all of them. They rode the red wave to their respective offices. And then, like this guy says at PJ Media, it's startling to see how many of them are all of a sudden siding with Joe Scarborough, Rachel Maddow. It really is stunning to see this this blatant corruption, to see this this disloyalty on such a grand scale. What does it say in 2 Kings 14? The, The affliction is bitter. It's bitter. And there's no helper says, we are now in a war for the nation and thus need a wartime president. Well, that's interesting, too, in light of the language in 2 Kings 14. Jeroboam has to war to recover what was stolen. We're in a war for the nation and thus need a wartime president, warts and all. Eric Mack, writing at, uh, well, the, he writes for somewhere, it's blotted out of my notes. Uh, notes that people are forgetting Trump. F- people are forgetting Trump is a New York fighter, a billionaire beholden to no one and not a politician. Writing at Town Hall, Kevin McCullough zeroes in on the real issue. He writes All fire must be trained on the pain the Democrats are inflicting on the American people, their pocketbooks, and their children. The real battle is with the progressive Marxists attempting to destroy America. Forget about the noise. Here's the real battle. And this is straight out of America under attack. If you don't have a copy of that, our operators are standing by. 1-866-930-3024. The real battle is with the progressive Marxists attempting to destroy America. It says here, Trump's America first should be the unwavering policy focus. And then it gets into some real numbers, real numbers that, uh, that Joe Scarborough and Liz Cheney and, and, and uh, all the others in the Uniparty, they want you to overlook. It says that's the problem. Well, it says here, Trump backed 235 candidates, 219 of whom won their respective races for a success rate of 93%. I mean, that's pretty good. Does, is, is Liz Cheney? Are the candidates she's backing, are they winning by a 93% margin? What about Mitch McConnell? He threw all of his support behind O'Day. And Murkowski up in Alaska, she's still behind. They've only counted 80% of the vote up in Alaska. I guess it's a month long. You get an Alaskan official on with MSNBC, and I'm sure he or she will say, we work fast. Yeah, we're working fast. It's unbelievable. And then we're supposed to just watch all this play out. Barack Obama himself admitted that the, the Democrats in Chicago cheated. He's obviously referring to 1960. And he said, we played the clip for you yesterday. He said in 2008 that whoever's in power tends to tilt it in the direction of their party. They, they cheat, in other words. And this is what's been going on the last seven days. Katie Hobbs running the election that she's in? This is this is third world stuff we're talking about here. How can she certify this election where so many people's votes were suppressed? This is the same article, David Solway, PJ Media. It says, after all, what is one to make of a venal and, and manifestly non-compost candidate like John Fetterman being summarily elevated to the Senate or of Katie Hobbs, America's Secretary of State, counting the votes of her gubernatorial rival, Carrie Lake. Seriously? Is such a procedure legitimate? I mean, you can see, who knows what legal options that she has, but you can see how that this could move up to the Supreme Court pretty, pretty fast. Talk about moving fast. Maybe the Supreme Court's finally paying attention to all of these voter irregularities, to the voters, to the actual voter suppression, that happened in Maricopa County on Election Day. Many, many, many witnesses, as Carrie Lake said last night, thousands are coming forward. says, what about all the mysterious delays and counting votes while mail-in ballots are curiously being processed elsewhere? Trump cannot take the blame for a corrupt and degraded third-world electoral system put in place by the powerful leftist opposition and by the quizlings and reprobates in his own party? a combination of Democrat chicanery and intrigue, along with the deliberate blind eye and ruinous maneuvering of establishment Republicans who can't stand a successful Trump or MAGA movement. That's what's responsible for the absence of the seismic red wave. He's right. He's right. Dan uh, Galertner he uh, had an investigation. He sacrificed his own career just to investigate into the, the 2020 fraud. And he writes in this article how that he thought, you know, he had a lot of support. Yeah, let's look into it. I mean, that's the American way. Let's investigate. And whatever the, whatever the investigation turns up, facts-wise, then, then we'll act on it. So, as he explains, he went to bed in November of 2020, on election night with Donald Trump in a commanding lead. And then the next morning, he's, uh, he's losing Donald Trump. The fix was in. It says here in Arizona, the most corrupt state of, of the nation, where drop boxes are unnecessary because it's legal for one voter to deliver up to 10 ballots. We had video footage. He's talking about his investigation from two years ago. It says we had video footage of Democratic Party poll workers paying voters to take a stack of 10 ballots and vote them. That video footage led to indictments, but only of the people actually caught on film. The people paying for and organizing the fraud remain at liberty. We know who they are. The FBI knows too, but it's hard to tell whether they're interested. Okay, so they're caught red-handed on video. Well, we'll indict them. We'll send them to jail. But what about the machine behind it? What about the system, the corrupt system? What about their paymasters? Is the FBI interested? They're too busy sending agents into the Proud Boys movement. Eight of them? FBI, eight FBI agents with the Proud Boys when they were supposedly storming the Capitol? It's another unbelievable story. Just came out yesterday, if I can find it. I'll give you a tidbit of the the hilarity (laughs) This is from the New York Times. The FBI has had as many as eight informants inside the far far right Proud Boys in the months surrounding the storming of the Capitol on January 6th. It used to be if you said that, you were a conspiracy theorist. Now it's true. Now it's true. Informants, FBI agents, they were right there in the crowd, right there with the Proud Boys. Notice this, this article says, raising questions about how much federal investigators were able to learn from them about the violent mob attack. They were with them for months, and the New York Times very astutely asks, it does make you wonder how much they were willing to learn, or how much they were able to learn. Able to learn? If this is a violent insurrection, if they're trying to take over the Capitol, how about if you FBI agents turn against them and say, stop this? We're going to stop this insurrection from happening. They didn't. They didn't. Which is it? Was it Was it a planned insurrection? And if so, why didn't the FBI agents among them do something to stop it? Well, as you well know, they were there trying to incite it because they're treasonous agents working to destroy the MAGA movement, just like, Liz Cheney, just like the officials at the very top in Arizona at this moment, just like Mitch McConnell, they're all the same. The deep state, it goes deep, doesn't it? Oh, it sure does. The corruption, the sickness, the sickness from head to toe. So he has all this video evidence, this guy that conducted the investigation, into Arizona. He says, my guys were working day and night on this. We took, we took leaves of absence from our other jobs. There was no time. We had to furnish conclusive evidence before the election was certified, but we worked with patriotic fervor and a sense of service, even of sacrifice, knowing that what we found might prevent our, bo- our votes, the nation's votes, from being chucked in the trash can. They were hurrying because you only keep votes from a last election for, I think, a couple years, two years. He says here, but of course, we were wasting our time. Because the national level Republicans, all those prominent persons who had expressed outrage and said they looked forward to seeing what we found, disappeared. When it came time to act, they just melted away. When it comes time to act against obvious fraud, when it comes time to do something about it, all the big talkers, they just melt away. So you turn on Fox last night. Uh, the election desk has decided that Katie Hobbs has won the victory. She's won the governor's race in, in Arizona. Well, now, let's get our panelists here so that we can discuss what is wrong with the Republican strategy what did we do? How did we strategize? What did we assume coming into this election? They, they, the, the assumption underneath it all is that it's legit, is that there was no fraud. There was no funny business. As I said, Obama himself said in 2008, it happens on both sides. And I, you know, I'm a, Obama said, I'm a Democrat from Chicago. In other words, I know a little bit of something about cheating. He says, finally, right before my eyes, the Uniparty emerged like some swamp monster. I'd made fun of all those tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists for years, and now I was wearing the hat myself, but I'd seen it with my own eyes. I didn't have the luxury of pretending that Trump lost. It wasn't the Democrats who stole the election in 2020. It was the politicians. The Democrats couldn't have gotten away with it without the Republicans handing it to them and looking the other way. And so this is what happened again, again. Republicans, Arizona has a Republican governor at this moment. And so they're handing the victory to the Democrats and then looking the other way. The voter suppression, not a big deal. Don't worry about it. 30% of the machines malfunctioning, hey, get over it, get over it, didn't happen. Penske trucks? No, that's conspiracy. It's on video. Well, they, still, it was faked. Just, just believe the Uniparty. From Issues and Insights, it's interesting because this, this, this particular uh, article points out how that, look, all of this craziness, all of these shenanigans, all of this cheating, it goes back to Bush v. Gore in 2000 which is an interesting point to make because that's the point that my father, my father makes in No Freedom Without Law. Yeah, he says, if, look, if you, don't, if you don't correct the sickness or, or heal the sickness that you saw all around that election, what's it mean for the future? Democrats have never accepted a loss since. And then when they get the power and they're, they're in the power position, they will not accept any criticism of the way they run elections. In some cases, you go to jail. And by the way, people probably aren't going to be as inclined to take to the streets in Phoenix or anywhere else, Tucson, Scottsdale, because of January 6th. Look at what happened to those who came out to protest the results of the last election. The FBI set them up. The FBI is throwing them in prison. Terrifying times for the United States. This is from Issues and Insights. It says, we don't know how many races, if any, the Democrats have stolen or are stealing in this year's midterm elections, but they have a reputation for fixing elections. Look at history. Obama acknowledged that yesterday, or at least in that that clip I gave you. It says, "Think think of 1960 and Mayor Richard Daley's Chicago machine and John Kennedy's tight win over Richard Nixon. Historian and Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson biographer Robert Dalek believed that Daley probably stole Illinois from Nixon. Says here, start with that history, then add to it the fact that Democrats are thoroughly convinced of the righteousness of their policy positions. Blend in their taste for exercising raw political power. And the dish that's produced is poisonous to fair elections. They have poisoned the election system in the United States. It's all rigged, certainly in those dark blue states, those swing states. It says, what do we know for sure? What we do know for sure is that Democrats were part of the rancid cabal, not our word, that rigged the 2020 election for Democrat Joe Biden. Time magazine, and this is the time, remember, they can't help themselves, they have, if, they, if they get away with cheating on a massive scale in some form or fashion, they're going to come out later and say, yeah, we did it. Uh, we did it. I mean, but it was a righteous cheat because, I mean, the ends justify the means, obviously. I mean, he's Hitler. We saved the country. Listen to this. They're just quoting Time Magazine. Time Magazine reported about this conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, quote, an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans, A, a, a confederation of schemers, quote, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. That's Time Magazine saying, yeah, this is how they did it. This is how they pulled it off in 2020. When is Time, assuming Katie Hobbs stays in power as the new governor of Arizona, when will Time Magazine come out and say, this is how Maricopa County pulled it off? Yeah, they rigged the machines, and then they started hauling in the ballots, the harvesting, the curing, all of that went on for seven days. And then, miraculously, Katie Hobbs wins. It says here, the tools, no, the weapons were changes in voting systems that benefited Democrats, using the pandemic to increase voting by mail, which is an open invitation to fraud, and private funding, Zuck Bucks, put uh, put to use primarily by Democratic officials in key states across the country, says Capital Research Center. He says, finally, naturally, the Democrats are committed to mail-in ballots, which delay vote counting, uh, though in some states... They can be cast more than a month before Election Day. They also help pile up votes for Democrats who have embraced them with gusto, says the Washington Examiner's Selena Zito, while Republicans have shied away from, uh, from them since their presence was increased in 2020, a dynamic that the cabal was surely counting on. And so now, incredibly, now you've got more and more Republican voices coming forward saying, hey, if you can't beat them, we've got to join them. We've got to get, we get the mail-in balloting campaign going. We've got to get the curing of the ballots going. We've got we've to cheat, in other words. We've got to cheat to try to beat the cheaters. This is where we are in America, the United States of America. As I say, my father and no freedom without law. He warned, this is 2000, or I was going to say 2020, this is the year 2000, 22 years ago. And he says that with that, that chaos, and that was brought on by Al Gore and his Democrat cronies, the hanging chads, who can forget? All of that chaos, it would, uh, it would lead to a lot of problems in future elections. That was my father's forecast in No Freedom Without Law. It says here, it may shock you, but the 2000 presidential election chaos in the U.S. was prophesied in your Bible the battle between lawyers and judges that raged for weeks and months after the election was prophesied over 2,500 years ago. That, that was the first time that you had Democrats kicking and screaming and doing everything they, can, they could with count, recount, recount again to stretch it out for weeks and weeks just to try to find some more votes. They've mastered that strategy now certainly in Maricopa County, certainly in Clark County, certainly in the cities of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania or or, or Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It says here, the Florida chaos gave us good insight into what will happen all across America if we don't wake up. We are evolving into anarchy. We're evolving into anarchy. So you've got a majority of people in Arizona just absolutely furious right now as they say, how could this happen? How could this happen again? How come nothing was fixed? It's because those that say, I'm here, I'm the solution, I'm here to fix it. When the facts finally come in, they just, as that columnist said, they just melt away. All talk, no fight, no fight, no war. No warring spirit. It says all close elections of the future are apt to be contested. This is my father writing in the year two thousand. The chaos will spiral out of control unless we make radical changes. Our people are being led into more and more lawlessness. Human nature hates law. H- human nature hates law. Events tend toward catastrophe unless we unless law keeps us in check. That's powerful. It's not only a a, a powerful prognostication, it's just just a powerful spiritual principle to be reminded of. What happens in a nation, in a family, in a church, in a whatever? What happens when there's a breakdown of law and order? when, When we're not upholding law, well, what happens is anarchy. And we're seeing it in pockets all over the United States. We're seeing it all over the world. It says here, one TV commentator said the election challenge by the Democrats was unfair. But it was more than unfair. It was a great injustice. There was collusion between judges, lawyers, and politicians attempting to steal an election. Let's be honest for a change. Let's be honest. So, as I say, it's just unbelievable that this would happen. And then the results, the media anoint her. Katie Hobbs as the next governor, and then all the talking heads, just like that, immediately start talking about Republican, Democrat this, and maybe next time we can beat her if we concentrate more on this and not as much over here on that, and maybe we focus too much on uh, Joe Biden's failing policies and not not enough on what we can do as Republicans. You'll get a steady diet of that in the days to come. And meanwhile, all of this fraud, it just happened right out there in front of our eyes, right out there in broad daylight, there's a headline at Revolver this morning, by the way. Trump ready for war. He's got his big announcement tonight. We assume he's announcing that he's going to run for uh, the presidency. We'll see. Maybe there's more. Who knows? But an interesting title in light of 2 Kings 14. Trump ready for war. See, he, he's, never mind what the, the, the weak Republicans, the ones that melt away, never mind what they're saying. Trump has proven himself to be willing to stand against the false narratives, the cheating, the lies. It says here, President Trump is ready to go to war, and any 2024 hopefuls will be taking on the 45th president at their own risk, according to multiple uh, media reports. It does seem like, I mean, the midterm, as I say, there's a lot of positives to take away from just the exposure of this fraud. And in the case of last week, the exposure of these Republicans who are really, they're not even Republicans in name only. They're they're Democrats. They're Liz Cheney's. That's right. I mean, and you're seeing, you're seeing the two sides clearly. They tried They tried with that blame Trump or dump Trump or uh, Trumpty-dumpty or whatever it was on the New York Post uh, cover. They tried with that for the f- first few days. But now you look at, you look at the tone and, and more and more people are beginning to turn against Mitch McConnell of all, of all people. The ruthless and vicious Mitch McConnell. That's an interesting turn of events. You're seeing just how unified the Republican National Party is and the Democrat party and you've got people calling for Rona McDaniels' head she's the niece of Mitt Romney he's cut from the same cloth as Liz Cheney a lot of these a lot of these people are being exposed as radical leftists i think Donald Trump certainly sees there's not that many of them but he certainly sees which ones have proven to be disloyal. You got Mike Pence. Now it's Mike Pence sitting down with Hannity. It used to be Donald Trump, but I guess Hannity's moving on to Pence. He's the, he's the, wave, the wave of the future for the Republican Party. Many hope this. Many really believe this. J.D. Vance, he it could have been stronger, but he at the American Conservative said, you can't blame Trump. You can't blame Trump for a red wave that wasn't as big as we thought it would be. And of course, it would have been a massive red wave if you just strip away the cheating, just the cheating alone. And you can see it. You can see it where there wasn't cheating. Florida, Ohio, Iowa, even New York, upstate New York is is solidly red. J.D. Vance says, of course, no man is above criticism, but the the quick turn from gobbling up credit to vomiting blame suggests there is very little analysis at work. So let's try some of that. Vance says here, our party has one major asset, contra-conventional wisdom, to rally these voters, President Donald Trump. Now more than ever, our party needs President Trump's leadership to turn these voters out and suffers for his absence from the stage. He's rightfully pointing out that the the party and many are calling for a new Republican Party, including Josh Hawley. Quite a lot of storylines, as I say, to take away from all of this, but in every case, boy, the propaganda, they lay it on so thick. It's so hard. It's so challenging just to get to the truth of the matter. Here's hoping that Katie uh, or Carrie Lake has some success in exposing these fraudsters for what they are, for who they are. And even the ones who turn a blind eye to it, like that one columnist said, I mean, they, the Democrats couldn't get away with this were it not for Liz Cheney-like Republicans. They just, it wouldn't happen. That's why Trump has to be destroyed, because, because... He threatens, he threatens exposing and and holding the Uniparty to account. There was a a story, well, it's been all over the news, this uh, cryptocurrency outfit. I don't know if I I have a whole lot of time to get into it, but uh, Jesse Waters had a pretty good segment on it last night. But what's interesting here again is just not just even the level of corruption, but just how closely connected Democrats are. To this story, it says amid all the jubilation and gloating by Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, and pals over the Democrats' better-than-expected showing in the midterms, comes a disturbing story that may explain something about how they won such a curious election. Biden's second-biggest donor, cryptocurrency billionaire wonderkid Sam Bankman-Fried, or SBF, as some call him. Uh, saw his business file for bankruptcy days after the election, but not before pumping $40 million into the Democratic Party to spend on get-out-the-vote and other shadowy ballot-harvesting mechanisms for the midterms. It says the shambolic 30-year-old whiz kid, once said to have been worth $16 billion, had spent $10 million helping get Biden elected in 2020. All this dirty money coming into the Democrat Party and of course they're outspending the, the MAGA candidates in some cases 10 to 1 thanks in part also to Mitch McConnell look at the, the, the money the corruption just flowing through this party it, it's a party of Marxist progressives as one of those uh, columnists said here's a clip from Jesse Waters last night clip 1
0: The Democratic Party finds itself in the middle of the biggest financial fraud case in US history. A cryptocurrency company, you know, like the Bitcoin things, just lost $2 billion of its customers' money. They didn't just lose it in the market, it's just gone. Someone stole it. And the company called FTX just went bankrupt after they blew up $32 billion. The Democratic Party was getting rich off of FTX. Now, FTX came onto the scene in 2019 and it spent $10 million to put Joe Biden in the White House in 2020. And the guy running FTX, the second biggest Democrat donor in the midterms after Soros, of course, spent $40 million to get Democrats elected. But Sam has $22 billion, and he wants to donate all of it to charity. And the charity was the Democratic Party. Look at Sam right there behind George Soros. Soros paid for a crime wave, and Sam may have committed a crime to stop a red wave. The guy was throwing so much money around, it got the owner a seat right next to Clinton. And he got an invite to Bill's after party with celebrities like Katy Perry, of course. You know, Clinton's really got an eye for mega donors. If you spend enough money on Democrats, they don't care how you got the money as long as it gets to them. See, SPF was just at the White House, actually. He got two closed doors meetings with Biden's senior advisor in the spring.
1: Wow. Billions and billions of dollars just disappearing. Biggest, what, what did he say? The... Biggest financial fraud case in U.S. history? The New York Post says his mother, that's uh, SBF's mother, Barbara Fried, and two Stanford colleagues are the co founders of Mind the Gap, which Vox called a secretive Silicon Valley pack known for its stealth style of quickly gathering donations over a short period of time to prevent Republicans from mobilizing their own donors in response. Freed's group also encouraged its donors to fund the controversial Get Out the Vote organization and Center for Voter Information. And and then you read about how this guy was living, I think, in the Bahamas or something with a bunch of other young people in this kind of sex orgy environment. And this is what helps fuel the, the Democrats' blue wave. And they're proud of it. They're proud of it. Here's another story that you're not going to see much of in the legacy media, except maybe on Fox, maybe Fox News. But they certainly have turned a blind eye to other corruption with respect to the election process itself. And like that one columnist put it, were it not for this, the Democrats would never be able to get away with this kind of cheating, with this kind of election rigging happening right in the United States of America. 800 number if you want to request No Freedom Without Law, I quoted from that a moment ago, or America Under Attack, one 930 You're listening to Stephen Flurry and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's show and we'll see you tomorrow.